0: please lower your head and watch your step while boarding
1: welcome to the attractions podcast you are all clear for dispatch have fun
0: hello everybody and welcome to episode 166 of the attractions podcast sponsored by mei and mouse fan travel i'm seth
1: and I'm Carly,
0: and we are here to talk to you about the latest and greatest in theme park news and more, as well as what's going on in our own lives. Carly, where have you been, and how have you been?
1: I have been great. Uh, I was in Branton the last time that we chatted, and then I was making my way to Orlando to see you do some Iapa. Some I know we were Mary. we were gonna
0: phantasmic together. Yes,
1: we had all these plans, but. Alas, the friendly skies had something different in mind for me, which is fine. I'm very low-key. Hard travel. Yes. So, you know, word to the wise, if you are a high-stress traveler, maybe now's not a good time to fly. Mm-hmm. I, I'm very good with the fly. I don't get upset because these things are out of our control. There's nothing you can do. got roll with it. You gotta roll with it. And it's, just, it, it's all in the mindset. So, you know, you gotta go with the flow. If you have somewhere, you have to be like a cruise. I can't stress flying in a day or two at least earlier because if you have something that you're going to miss and miss out on a lot of money you got to go early these days it's just the way it goes uh
0: yeah my experience this week uh definitely echoes yours um (laughs) i i got to kick off the week with the iapa convention which we're going to talk to uh talk about in just a little bit that is always amazing every year but uh, I then had to head up north to Montreal, Canada, for uh, an important family event, and yeah, uh, I my flights didn't get canceled, but I got delayed on both ends and had some very very long travel. Experience. So, uh, yeah, if you are not uh, a patient traveler, uh, looking to take in the bus maybe <laughs> or just, just walking, you That's might get there quicker walking. But I will okay. say. Um, I did have one amazing experience while I was in Montreal. I went to the uh, Basilica of Notre Dame um, and they have a projection mapping show in there on select evenings called Aura. Uh, It's done by uh, Moment Factory who have done a lot of work for the big theme parks by far the most uh, artistically and, spiritually uh amazing projection mapping light show i've ever seen in my life they um have basically animated all of the stations of the cross the little altars the confessional um the statuary and you know up to the ceiling the pipe organ uh, and they mix in lasers and um conventional lights uh it's about a 40 minute experience and it was Absolutely stunning. I uh, can't recommend it highly enough if you're wow. in that area.
1: And that means a lot because there's a lot of those style shows right now. But if you're are, saying this is the highest yeah, quality. Yeah, I mean, yeah. see,
0: you know, I've done the Van Goghs and the mm-hmm. the other things like that. And one, this is incredibly gorgeous architecture and sculpture. And uh, they have mapped it absolutely perfectly. Uh, you know, if you think the task of, of projection mapping like Cinderella's Castle that's at least got some flat surfaces. This is, right. you know, incredible sculptures um, and textures and curves, and it's all perfectly sharp. And uh, the pacing of it, the uh, the aesthetics of it is is so tasteful. Uh, it is not in any way exploitative or uh, disrespectful. Um, I am I'm definitely not Catholic, uh, <laughs> but I found it extremely uh, moving, uh, inspiring. Um, Go check it out if you if you're up in montreal so all right that uh without any further ado i hope you guys have your cup of cups of coffee <laughs> it was a late night for a lot of us and we've got <laughs> or tea or whatever uh, wake you up beverage you prefer uh yes uh we got a lot to talk about uh and i think without any further ado it's t- time to jump into the news in the queue <laughs> All right, we're going to start off with a little bit of happy, completely drama-free news. Mickey's Toontown in Disneyland will officially reopen on March 8th, 2023. Uh, It's Uh, I think, exactly one year after it closed, uh, which makes me wonder why uh, Epcot's taking so long (laughs) when they can knock this out. But uh, in addition to Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, which is going to open more than a month earlier on January 27th, on March 8th, you're going to be able to enjoy the reimagined Donald's Boat, Goofy's Playhouse, uh, and the Chippendale Gadget Coaster.
1: Yes, I, this is really cool what they're doing. So basically, it's a lot of returning stuff mixed with some entirely new experiences. Mm-hmm. One of them is Centennial Park, which it's so fun to say. And that's yeah. going to be right when you enter the land. And it's kind of a multi-sensory experience. Obviously, this is all for younger kids. But this is part of Disney's initiative to offer more stuff that's sensory inclusive. And this park is going to be a great way for kids to kind of blow off steam while doing some sort of play, like edutainment stuff.
0: Yeah, um, I'm looking forward to taking a nap uh, under (laughs) the the dreaming tree. Uh, uh, I'm hoping that that uh, AstroTurf is uh, comfy (laughs) because kids are are going to have the upgraded Goofy's How to Play yard, uh, Mm -hmm. which has been added behind his house which includes a sound garden and a new elevated clubhouse. uh, And there's new interactives inside the house, like a candy making machine. Uh, But like you said, the the really important thing is that it's all much more inclusive, um, accessible, whether you're in a wheelchair or you have sensory issues, Um, they've got activities uh, for everyone to participate in. Um, And uh, Donald's boat is also back. It's splashed into a duck pond. Uh, and so that's going to basically be a uh, accessible splash pad experience
1: yes and then also there is going to be the reimagine gadgets go coaster which is formerly Dale's gadget coaster and then of course a lot of people's favorite roger rabbit's car to spin will be back finally we can go on that again um, also dining which i'm going to be curious what they're going to be serving up there's two dining locations here one is cafe daisy which is going to be a quick service diner style classics they're saying so maybe like a reuben or something and then the other is toontown farmer's market at good boy grocers and that's going to be more your grab and go offerings probably like popcorn pretzel drinks and whatnot
0: yeah so it used to be that toontown kind of had like a little outdoor food court where there are three windows. One was for Daisy, one was for Pluto, and one was for Clarabelle. And it sold basically the most mediocre pizza (laughs) and hot dogs that you could find anywhere on Disney property. So it looks like they're kind of combining those uh, and uh, hopefully upgrading the quality of the food a little bit more, especially if people are going to be heading, you know, Roger Rabbit's always been a popular ride. Um, People are going to be swarming to Runaway Railway. uh, And they're going to have all these upgraded uh, playgrounds. So hopefully you will not have to still leave there in order to get something decent to eat. Uh,
1: I have high hopes because quick service at Disneyland is chef kiss. Yes.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Overall uh, way better than, Mm -hmm. than Walt Disney world for sure. Right. So hopefully Um, we get something good. Yeah. Like you mentioned, uh, you know, not everything's sticking around the original fountains of Mickey mouse and, and Roger rabbit have been removed. Um, and that tree house, uh, that was closed years ago that, that, that had a ball pit in it that I think was a health hazard and some other issues. So that, yeah, that, that tree house wasn't coming back, but this should, this should really help uh, flesh out the offerings at Disneyland, uh, for the youngest kids. Yeah. Um, And, uh, of of course, the most important part of of Toontown is you'll still be able to meet and greet with Mickey. Yes. Mm -hmm. All right. Next up, Walt Disney World is implementing park-specific ticket pricing and ticket prices starting December 8th. So you might want to buy your tickets now if you are planning on a one-day, one-park visit.
1: Yes, this is really confusing.
0: Oh my lord. I uh, I
1: actually I was writing about it last week and I did a call with like Disney to go over each thing because it was like it really hurts your head all. Everything.
0: It, I, it, it hurts Everything. your brain. It hurts your soul. I was at IAPA and I got a call from local news station uh, wanting someone to go on air and talk oh. about it. And it was, that was, that was to I can usually talk about just about anything, but trying to keep all of this straight uh, in my brain without a flow chart. I, you know,
1: right. You know, it definitely helps to visualize basically this only affects one day, one park tickets and then also if you're doing like a park hopper add-on, obviously that'll affect it too. Mm-hmm. Animal Kingdom stays the same. Their price range is exactly the same. The other three parks,
0: mm-hmm.
1: they are now more expensive. The most expensive will be Magic Kingdom. Obviously that is the most visited, most demanded. Uh, the highest is now 189 but as of now, that's just around Christmas and New Year's. And they were definitely stressing that. So it's a very Mm -hmm. small percentage of the year when it will reach this 189. But if you want to go to Magic Kingdom on Christmas Day, Mm -hmm. it will be $189 per person.
0: Yes. (laughs) And that's just that's a one day one park. Um and so the interesting thing about this is for decades. For, from, from the beginning, Disney has refused to distinguish in terms of price between their parks and to say one park was better than the other. Even when uh, Disney MGM Studios first opened, and it was a half-day park when it first opened, right. Michael Eisner refused to price it as a half-day park because they didn't want to set a precedent that, that one park was worth more than another. Uh, so this, is, this is a huge... Admission for them to basically say, especially to praise Animal Kingdom as basically their go here if you're poor park, uh, even <laughs> obviously uh, no one who is genuinely poor uh, is even affording one hundred nine dollars, uh, right. you know, uh, to one hundred and fifty nine. But, the, you know, to say that that is their least valuable park um, when just a couple of years ago, that was their flagship because that was where they had invested all that money for Avatar. Um, you know, there was a time when Animal Kingdom was was uh, right behind uh, Magic Kingdom in terms of attendance. And now uh, you can obviously see uh, Animal Kingdom's kind of the bottom of their barrel. Uh, right. Epcot, Epcot's yeah. the next step up. Um, and uh, Hollywood Studios, thanks to Star Wars uh, and Slinky Dog, um, is, you know, right behind Magic Kingdom in, as far as uh, Disney is concerned.
1: Yeah. I mean, and their rationale, in addition to like the demand thing, is basically where are we investing money in right now? Mm -hmm. And so obviously that's not Animal Kingdom. Avatar has been Mm -hmm. there, done that. You know, all the other parks are, they're investing. And so I guess that makes sense. But uh, yeah, it's another complicated thing to add to your planning list.
0: I will say the one smart element of this that they probably should have implemented from the start uh, without having to change the pricing tiers is that when you buy one of these one day one park tickets you now automatically have a reservation Mm -hmm. it was way too easy for guests who did not understand the reservation system to buy a one day one park ticket and then show up at the gate not realizing that they only had a ticket and not a reservation Uh, a lot of
1: percent i got messages all the time from like distant friends you know they're like i just showed up at magic kingdom my daughter's in a princess dress but we didn't make a reservation. What can I do? And the answer is nothing. You know.
0: No, no, no. I've got. Um, my cousin is uh, in town right now, um, and my mom wanted to uh, come up from South Florida and see her. And uh, and uh, th- sorry, uh, no. you can go to Epcot, but uh, we've are all, all we're all going to Hollywood Studios, and there's nothing for Hollywood Studios. Oh, so just, sorry, just you can't. Just I-
1: Universal. That's what I told people. Like, just. <sighs> Um, So,
0: yes, I think that making this so that the purchase of a one day, one park is automatically tied to a reservation will alleviate some some problems at guest services. Um, But I think, you know, I think the number one thing that this is telling us is that they don't really want one day, one park people anymore. They want to make it as challenging and complicated and confusing as possible for one day, one park guests, because those are not particularly valuable guests. They want people who are buying uh, a five-day, a seven-day, a 10-day ticket uh, and staying on-site, hopefully. Um,
1: Absolutely. I mean, if, because you're assuming the one-day one-park person is staying somewhere else. Assuming
0: they're assuming that they're, they're, they're,
1: PMB, they're at that Universal. Money. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah. Um, so uh, in, in addition, uh, they've also announced that the uh, pricing of the Park Hopper add-on and Park Hopper Plus will be updated on december 8th without announcing what that update is um if you would like to guess whether that pricing update will go up or down uh yeah we'll, we'll we'll take bets on that right now uh and annual passes in the most ironic announcement of all annual passes that you're not allowed to buy are now more expensive (laughs)
1: <laughs> yes, I I think finally, th- so I have obviously the highest level because I'm like, maybe I want to go on Thanksgiving or Christmas, even though I never do. But now that pass is going up, I believe $100. So I think when I renew, I might be bumping down one because I- it is getting... Very expensive.
0: I, you know, even doing this professionally, I could not justify spending the extra money just to get that extra like week and a half right. of the year. Yes. And because it's the week and a half that I do not want to be in the parks. Um, absolutely. And know. the
1: price jump is significant, I think. Oh, it's yes. $400. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It, it comes um, down to payments over 100 a month, which is a lot. Uh, but no, you can't get a new pass. But if you have a pass, hold on yeah. to it for dear life because.
0: Yeah, so basically um, they bumped up the pricing for the Pirate Sorcerer and passes uh, between $43 and $100, uh, which is completely irrelevant because you can't buy one. The only pass that you can buy is the Pixie Dust Pass, which is the uh, low-level pass for Florida residents. Um, and uh, so, yes, if you've currently got a pass, make sure you renew that within your 30-day renewal window, because if not, you have no idea when you're... Be able to uh, buy one again,
1: right? And as we saw with Disneyland, they went back on sale, and most passes were already unavailable. Oh my! It 24 was hours.
0: 24 hours. Yes, not even 24 hours. Um, so. Yeah, high, high demand. I, I wonder, maybe, maybe if Ticketmaster got into the business they're oh, selling Disney. Wait. That was we're gonna so have cool. we're gonna have Swifties uh, yelling at us
1: crazy thing this week i mean oh my god going on.
0: we could do a whole nother podcast on that i know i know plenty of people who are who are tragic about that yes. um, okay uh, moving on on um, obviously if you want information about Disney annual passes head on over to disneyworld.com um, but in other Disney news, uh, something else that I'd heard whispers of and thought, nah, that's too crazy to be true. Right. Disney Cruise Line, for the first time, instead of building a custom ship from scratch for, for themselves, have purchased the half built ship uh, of what was supposed to be uh, the largest ship in the world. Um, The Global Dream, uh, which was under construction at the Meyer Werft shipyard. Uh, There is a bankruptcy, and they have just acquired a new ship that is going to be transformed into a Disney ship and set sail in 2025.
1: This was very shocking amongst the other many, many shocking news.
0: I could have seen a Carnival or a Royal Caribbean, but Disney is always pride themselves on their ships are bespoke and they're, you know, designed very carefully from, from the rivet, you know, from the, the ground up or the the water up. Uh, And for them to buy someone else's, it's Mm -hmm. like, it's kind of like, you know, buying a house and flipping it, you know, (laughs) I expect to see this on HGTV.
1: Right. Yeah. This was shocking. I mean, like you said, it Mm -hmm. will this tarnish the DCL brand because i I love Disney cruises. They are magical. It's everything. So my one hope is this was supposed to be really a show stopping ship. So maybe mm-hmm. what they have is already pretty damn cool.
0: Yeah. Well, this was, you know, planned to be uh not just another ship. This was right. uh set to be the largest cruise ship by passenger volume in the world. Um I think uh, you know, they are planning on keeping a lot of the aesthetic touches uh the signature Mickey Mouse inspired colors uh it's going to have the red signature funnels uh, I'm not sure how many funnels um but I think that maybe one thing that will keep it from tarnishing the brand is I don't think this is going to sell in North America or you know in the the markets that are already really familiar oh, with right. Disney's product
1: I think this will
0: fill in the- yeah, I, I, I believe this is going to be filling in the gap and kind of introducing the the Asian markets to Disney cruising. And since they don't already have that expectation of what the, the fantasy and, and the wish and the dream look like, um, then they uh, they might have a little more wiggle room in terms of meeting expectations.
1: Definitely. Regardless, shocking, but exciting. You know, we'll see what happens with it. Uh, Like you said, I don't think it's going to really affect us for like domestic cruisers. Mm So
0: one of the cool things is this is uh, one of the first green methanol ships uh, in the world. So it should hopefully uh, be able to carry all of these, what, like 6,000 passengers 2,300 crew yeah. uh, with a lot less carbon emissions than previous generations of ships. So that is one really positive thing. Uh, so 2025 is when this is going to set sail and keep your, uh, keep your eyes on the Disney cruise line website for more information as it drops. No, <laughs> uh, we had, we had one comment from our, uh, attractions magazine contributor theron white uh he may be in the minority but he's really excited for the ship Um uh, says uh, i've never gone on a dcl ship but thinking of grabbing it at this point allows for a lot of modifications yeah uh they should they should definitely be able to uh you know customize it um because uh, it's definitely definitely not finished yet
1: and watch, we're all, right. all going to be jealous of everything. Oh, yeah. Are we oh, for sure. always
0: jealous of everything. We're always <laughs> jealous of everything. <laughs> we're terrible people. Uh, moving out west, Grogu and Ooh. the Mandalorian have finally begun their meet and greets in Disneyland. Be fair to Florida and bring them here, please, uh, because I want to meet Baby Yoda in person. Well, actually. So I, I I'll I'll tell a little story about that when we get to IAPA.
1: Yes, I saw some videos that looked pretty amazing.
0: Yeah, well, there are videos out of this meet and greet yep. out in California. Um, and it is uh, Jinjarn, the Mandalorian, uh, wearing his mask, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's got a satchel slung over his shoulder, and in it is an adorable little animatronic child.
1: Yes. As you can imagine, it was crazy on its first day at Disneyland, if you saw the videos from uh, it. it the, was-
0: the videos of the first set were like, stand back. You yeah. think it was like the Secret Service, bring, bring the president through. I mean, like, it was a little jarring. Um, the later, it looked a lot more chill later yeah. in the day.
1: So I can only imagine what it will be like at Disney World because we are like, it unhinged compared to the disneyland crowd so i think he's gonna have to be on a stage or something but it's adorable it's everything we imagined it to be i saw it from afar at d23 which cannot do it justice Mm -hmm. compared to seeing it up close
0: yeah i will say that the uh the footage i've seen from california looks much better than uh what they showed off at the convention right Mm -hmm. um the uh the um First appearance was on November 17th and officially uh, started November 18th. Uh, Check your Disneyland park app. Um, The meet and greet location is kind of outside of Black Spire Outpost Mm -hmm. heading towards, um, which is the shopping district. Uh, Sort of in between there and Rise of the Resistance. uh, There's a little kind of cul-de-sac uh, he does not interact with Ray or Kylo. He won't inter- intersect with any of the other uh, characters who are from a different timeline. That's how they've come to excuse having a blatant right. violation of continuity. But we don't care about continuity. No. It's Grogu.
1: Exactly. The canon is in order. So yeah. they're, well, for now, they're trying yeah. to keep it together. And then also, that was Life Day. They brought some really uh, cool snacks to Kat Zaka's and also. Ogas. So, if you're out there, try some of the new bites. The hand pies that they make at Kat Saka's are always amazing, and I heard that the new one that just launched on Friday is also amazing.
0: And they also had a, I think, a flight uh, yes. of. Mm-hmm. Beverages at Ogos with like a special snack tray. Why can yeah. this? Why is this always only in California? Do we not have Life Day in Batu right. East? No. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I did see that they were selling uh, robes. Um, that that uh, yeah. there were red Life Day robes for sale. Um, I really want to see Chewbacca walking around in one of those no. red Life Day robes. Um, but for now, we'll just have to settle for seeing. Grogu and the Mandalorian walking around um, and uh, keep an eye. Hopefully they will show up here in Orlando eventually. Um, and uh, also, you know, Boba Fett and Fennec Shad uh, started appearing out uh, West. Uh, I also don't think they have appeared in Orlando yet. So like, like I said, yes, be fair to Florida. <laughs> All right.
1: We got to make shirts. Well, here's
0: some here's something from uh, includes Florida. Uh, The Walt Disney World, uh, the uh, two iconic Disney holiday specials are coming back. The Wonderful World of Disney Magical Holiday Celebration is airing on November 27th. And then on Christmas Day itself, the Disney Parks Magical Christmas Day Parade is back.
1: Yes, this is something fun. We were just talking about all the tapings, how you can attend them. So this is a great family tradition. I know I love watching the Christmas Day Parade. It's just so magical. Um, And of course, they bring in, you know, A-list talent. There's Derek Hough and his sister, Julianne, Black Eyed Peas, Foster and Catherine McPhee. So they really have, you know, some heavy hitters every year.
0: Yeah, um, this uh, is always filmed uh, in advance. Uh, they they kind of like make you think, oh, this is happening live. It's
1: happening no, <laughs> live. it's all pre-recorded.
0: Uh, yeah, this is uh, at Walt Disney World and at Disneyland. And they're even uh, shooting a performance by Trevor Jackson aboard The Wish this year. Um, and you get a mix of glimpses of the parks. There's always, there's always teases for whatever new attractions are coming up. Uh, we're going to get a uh, trailer for Avatar, the way of water, mm-hmm. uh, which comes out on December 16th. Um, and then, uh, like you said, lots of musical performances yep. in, uh, both the magical holiday celebration and the Christmas parade. Um, I, I want to see run DMC performing, uh, Christmas in <laughs> Hollis. Yeah. Uh, like that, that's, that's <laughs> awesome. Um, so, uh, if you uh, have rabbit ears or cable still uh, you can watch on ABC on November 27th um, or uh, tune in to Hulu or Disney Plus the next day to stream. And the Christmas Day Parade is going to be live on both ABC and Hulu on Christmas Day. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and next up. Sesame Place San Diego is debuting a very furry Christmas. Their all-new holiday event kicked off on November 12th. And we have a uh, report on our website um, about all of the holiday fun.
1: Oh, this looks so cute, just this picture. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so that's the new uh, Sesame Park in San Diego. I got to go to the, when they were just building it, and it looked amazing so i haven't gone back yet but i would love to experience this
0: yeah uh so all of your friends from sesame street big bird oscar the grouch elmo um they are joining together uh and uh, cookie claws (laughs) uh uh, he is uh packing in the crowds because everyone wants to meet him um, I want to Brand- go
1: to Elmo's Christmas Wish
0: yes uh, that's a live musical with Elmo and Cookie Monster Grover, Zoe and Rosita um, and uh, <laughs> the highlight uh, has got to be Cookie Monster doing his rendition of Mariah Carey's <laughs> All I Want for Christmas is You oh, uh,
1: he's I talking he's talking that.
0: about the cookies he's talking about the cookies of course <gasps> um, yeah there is a furry friends Christmas dance party with Bert and Ernie um abby cadabby participates in a sesame street sing-along um that ends in uh snow snow no. uh, soap snow <laughs> um and of course there is a sesame street christmas parade um the parade here at uh the orlando uh sesame street is fantastic uh and it looks like the one out there is very right. similar mm-hmm. um great great parade um This is a fun one, and this is all included in your park admission.
1: Right? Yes, it's such a refreshing thing here to see that it is included.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, There's also a a mini Christmas tree maze. That's clever. Like, you have corn mazes for uh, for Halloween, but I don't think I've ever seen a Christmas tree maze. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, a scavenger gift hunt, uh, if you purchase a map. Um, And of course, merchandise and food. Um, There's even a cookies with Cookie Monster uh, experience that you can add on to have snack time with Cookie Monster. And I think that would be amazing to be able to eat a cookie with Cookie Monster.
1: Yes, that's like Grinch breakfast level. That is so cool.
0: (laughs) Um, So uh, if you are out in uh, Southern California, head to sesameplacesandiego.com for more information. This is happening on select dates now through January 8th. All right, next up, uh, this is something that we are both very excited about. Uh, we both love the Dead Coconut Club at mm-hmm. Universal Orlando City Walk for Halloween. Well, now it's back. It's the Green and Red Coconut Club, uh, and it is fantastic.
1: Oh, this is so exciting. I have, I mean, I love... Holidays at Universal are amazing, all included in Mission. You have the Parade, you have Hooville, and now that they're doing the festivities that are taking place also in city walk. And this is not like a little something, you know, like a Christmas cocktail at Pat O'Brien's. This is a full holiday overlay.
0: Yeah. So so this is open in the former red coconut club, Mm -hmm. uh, which I really doubt will ever reopen as it's, you know, ordinary self again. Right. Uh, from November 19th through January 1st on select evenings. Uh, You're going to want to check the universal app because they're really bad about posting the um, operating times on their website, but it's usually in the app. Um, They have uh, given the red coconut club, a retro Christmas vibe, but it's still got a little bit of the monsters from, so it is this super kitschy, Um, blow molds and, uh, funky sixties decor and, uh, just wonderful tackiness. (laughs) It's just so wonderful, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I went in a few weeks ago, um, on like a tour and really the only thing that was there was the billboard in the front, like the Earl Mm the Squirrel. So the fact that their team pulls this elaborate thing together really quickly Amazing. Not,
0: not only that this is the visual merchandising team this is Great. the same people who do the tribute store yes. they they put that tribute store together and then they immediately went to work on the turning this around uh these those those folks do not get a break uh and cool. they i they i really think i thought that the um that the halloween version of this the dead coconut club was fantastic but as a fan of mid-century kitsch and especially their collection of blow molds is absolutely Mm -hmm. fantastic um you know they must have raided grandma's attic to find some of this stuff uh there is of course a new wax mold uh souvenir uh of santa claus um and uh i i I can't wait my mom is in town and i think you know we we're not She's not into roller coasters, so we're not going to take her to Universal uh, into the parks. But uh, this is at City Walk. Um, There is no parking fee after 6 p.m. right now. Um, There is no cover charge at City Walk. This is a fantastic thing you can do. And you can also stop. They have just put back up the Mistletoe Pines booths in the center of City Walk. Um, And so it's like a little holiday shopping village. There's treats um earl the squirrel's been spotted making meet and greets um you can definitely go to city walk and have a really fun uh christmas uh you know evening without paying to go in the parks
1: absolutely and then also on that note i was like just thinking about this the other day like how much free stuff you could really do in orlando that doesn't require a theme park ticket you can also resort hop because yes. They oh,
0: absolutely.
1: Cocktails, and you could just take that little boat there. You know, you can't drive in usually yeah. if you're not staying there. But just take the boat, and you can really make like an entire day out of doing the holiday thing and hopping no, around Universal. That's
0: a great tip at Universal because uh, Disney during peak seasons has made. Uh, um, that kind of hopping very challenging they do not sure. want you driving into the uh, hotels if you do not have a reservation or you know a, or dining there and uh you know parking at a disney park and then taking transportation back to a hotel is a pain in the neck but at universal um if you if you park you go see a matinee uh, at the movie theater you can get free parking um And you can get a a boat or a bus, uh, right to any of the hotels and they are more than happy for you to go. You know, a lot of the hotels have, uh, they have decoration and they have Mm -hmm. specials at their bars. Um, so yeah, definitely check that out. Um, make, make that a, make a day of that.
1: Yes. A full day. I love it. I I can't wait. I'm going to be coming in a few weeks. So hopefully you'll meet me.
0: And our, our friend John, uh, says the rumor is, uh, and his rumors are usually pretty good, uh, green and red coconut club open thursday through sunday uh opening at 5 p.m night late so uh i will i will definitely be over there soon yes all right uh another Um, bit of universal news um it's good news or bad news depending on your point of view you can toss those beads during a mardi gras float ride and dine experience coming to universal orlando's mardi gras celebration this coming spring for a price
1: yes um i'm not mad at this uh the experience of throwing the beads is like i I don't know why it's exhilarating i guess it's the best way to do it so if there's a way to guarantee to do it and you also get food and the price is not a lot in compare in comparing to other theme park events Mm -hmm. So I'm not mad at this. I am yeah. mad that Pat O'Brien's is not one of the dining partners because Hello? that doesn't
0: make sense. <laughs> May, uh, yeah, I, I have to only assume that that is because Pat O'Brien's is a third party and yeah. mm-hmm. all of the restaurants they're participating. Though Cowfish, Cowfish is a third party also. So yeah. that blows that theory out of the water. I yeah. have no idea. Uh, what I do know is that Mardi Gras comes back to Universal Orlando on select dates from February 4th through April 16th. And uh, for many years, they have offered various opportunities to ride those floats. Um, It is uh, either a sign up for annual pass holders in advance, which always fills up real quick. right? um, Or they do day of for park guests. They often recruit people over in the kids zone area. Uh, That also can be very, very popular. And sometimes they have uh, slots reserved for uh, hotel guests through the concierge. Um, But all of those ways traditionally have not had an additional price associated with them. Uh, Now they are reserving seats on these floats uh, for people who buy a $65 per person plus tax package. Uh, Now you're getting an appetizer, an entree, a dessert, and a non-alcoholic drink at one of four restaurants. Uh, If you are inside the park, you can eat at Finnegan's or Lombard's. Uh, If you're outside the park, you can eat at Cowfish or NBC Sports Grill. Now, um, I assume that is going to be a special menu and it's not just ordering anything off. Um, You know, we have to see exactly what the menu is uh, to be able to calculate the, you know, costs, comparison i would definitely say that uh of those four restaurants uh you're probably getting more of your money's worth by ordering at lombard's or cowfish versus right. finnegan's and nbc sports because they're kind of like uh, in terms of pricing slightly
1: absolutely I, but still i mean if you think but they're about- all
0: solid restaurants if you like the food right. you know you like the food
1: um, pricing i mean like i don't usually go out and order an app an entree and a dessert that's anymore. a
0: lot of food that's a lot like that's I'm a lot a of food
1: with people so if you do do that that's like 40 dollars alone if you easy, buy an appetizer, yes uh, entree and dessert
0: the way the way i'm calculating it is that uh you're probably paying between 20 and 25 dollars for the float ride right. um and on the one hand uh It's it's a little bit of the uh, Tom Sawyer whitewashing the fence effect, where like you take something that way back in the day, way 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 back in the day, we would fill those with employees, and people would get paid an hourly rate to ride those floats, Um, and then uh, and then we've decided we we figured out that people would be so excited to do it, they'd not only do it for free, but they'll pay to do it. Um,
1: I'm that person. So
0: yeah, Uh, it is a blast. I've done it. I've done it, uh, you know, three or four times over the years. Um, and it is really entertaining, um, right. it's and a totally different perspective. Yes. And
1: you've if been, you've just, never
0: ridden in a parade,
1: right.
0: yes. ah.
1: do it. Uh, I, I, if you want to guarantee, cause I think they're still going to do that link where APs have to go in and sign on, and it's just going to be yeah, limited totally. spots. Uh, you sh- I feel like everyone should do this once. And for yeah. this price, go have like a real big meal don't eat that day and then you can work it off because your arm will hurt when you're throwing those beads
0: you know you do get if you're an annual or seasonal pass holder you get your 15 percent discount um at which you know compare this to say a uh eat to the beat package at epcot um all of those packages at epcot are more expensive um you are uh not getting as much food i don't think Uh, i don't think those epcot packages are are, are four three courses like that, um, yeah. and you're and
1: really getting a reserve, seat. and you're
0: just getting just getting a seat. Right. But there's plenty of other ways of getting a seat. This mm-hmm. the Mardi Gras parade floats are really a uh, a hot commodity, and uh, being able to secure one, know that you have it without having to deal with. Uh, you know they've been doing the recruiting through the app, and uh, the last. You know, last couple times I've tried to done it, it, it's available for such a brief period of time for free in the app. And that was before they were reserving some. Uh, hopefully there will still be some available for free. Um, I, is- I hope that they still do have some annual pass holder opportunities and, and some day guest opportunities. Um, <sighs> so we'll see. We'll see. Um, John Self had a good point maybe Pat O'Brien's does not participate because they uh, open too late they don't start serving uh, they're not serving lunch right now Pat O'Brien's is yeah. only serving dinner and you would have to I guess this is not uh, you wouldn't have to do this for dinner you would have to eat this as lunch uh, in order to make it to the parade on time
1: interesting fair yeah. point but still they should have figured out something because I love Pat O'Brien's yeah. and no brainer
0: All right, and our final piece uh, of news in the queue before we get on to the big story. What are you talking about? (laughs) Well, you know, this was going to be our big story, which is IAPA. Uh, If you don't know, IAPA is the International Association of Amusement Parks and Attractions, Uh, and uh, it is every... Uh, just before the week before Thanksgiving, every year, they have their big annual North American convention at the Orange County Convention Center in Orlando. Uh, and normally I would say we could talk about this for an hour. Uh, this was supposed to be our big story this week. Uh, but no, we've got something even bigger to talk about. So we will talk uh, touch briefly on some of the highlights of IAPA. A um, lot of stuff gets shown off at IAPA. Uh, if, you, if you've never read about it or been to one, um, the the thing you need to know is Disney does not have a booth on the floor. Universal does not have a booth on the floor. The Those two big guys do not talk about what they're doing. But a lot of the companies that Build stuff for Disney and Universal are on the floor. And, uh, you know, the SeaWorld parks, the uh, Six Flagged parks, they often make big presentations. So um, we now know what the roller coasters that are coming to SeaWorld and Bush Gardens um, look like. Um, we got a look at some cool new uh, motion simulators, a ton of VR. Uh there's still VR everywhere. I will say not as much janky cheap low-end VR. That's kind of mm-hmm. died off. The stuff that's left has gotten a lot better. I got to do the new Ghostbusters Academy VR Ooh. that's coming from Hollowgate and you literally like get to wear a proton pack and kill the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Uh that was pretty cool. cool. Um uh I we think, get like, to see
1: ride vehicle a lot of
0: ride vehicles, yes.
1: I like to see, which a lot mm-hmm. of people also enjoy. I mean, this is not going deep into like the nerdy side of this whole world, but just for the reveal of the ride vehicles, and we got Pipeline from SeaWorld yeah, Orlando. I, I,
0: you know, Pipeline. I, I feel a little better about Pipeline because when they pulled the big sheet off, I could see how the yes. the mm-hmm. whole thing kind of like bounces up and down a little. I'm like, all right, so maybe maybe I'll be able to to stand this at least once or twice i I don't feel Um, better
1: but i (laughs) it does look cool uh hershey park wild cats revenge yes it's got this on the
0: the front of it it's yeah um i was impressed with how uh much work has gone into the aesthetics of these new roller coaster cars Mm -hmm. you know that that's what uh i noted um a lot You know, it used to be that they would always talk about this is the fastest roller coaster. This is the scariest roller coaster. This is the tallest roller coaster. Now they're talking about this is the coolest looking or this is like the most accessible or, you know. So you had things like the Hot Wheels roller coaster um, uh, that is going into the Mattel Adventure Park Mm -hmm. uh, as this uh, is the bone shaker. You know, this this chrome skull on the front or for Dollywood, we got to see the Big Bear. uh, it's looks like a Jeep and it's really well designed. Um, So that's what I like. I thought the coolest one was a Maurer has this thing called the the spike coaster. And uh, it's similar to what they used on the bolt on uh, the carnival Mm -hmm. uh, cruise ships. But this is a new, uh, car with a seat that you have a joystick and you can control whether your seat tilts back or not you can tilt back up to 45 degrees while it's launching that is, uh, which yeah. <laughs> makes it a, definitely a different experience
1: and then a uh, uh, wild mouse how they introduce the ride vehicle that's going to be super accessible which i thought was really cool
0: yes yes accessibility has been a, a big mm-hmm. thing you know um uh Zamperla has introduced a bunch of accessible ride vehicles over the years. Um uh yeah, Cedar Point's uh, new Wild Mouse like you mentioned uh, it's got this adorable uh cheese design and uh easy entry. Um so yeah, uh I I would say the the trends that I noticed at IAPA, you know, I, we could talk forever about individual okay. things. Um one uh the last you know, year at IAPA, uh, the energy was much different. Everyone was really kind of nervous this year. Everyone was buzzing. Mm -hmm. It was a lot more people, a lot more booths, a lot more conversation and hugging and just a general feeling that, yeah, the attraction industry is bouncing back and and it's it's come back to pre-pandemic levels and beyond. Um, And... Also, you know, of the last year, everything was about how can we do things safely without people interacting, without people touching okay. things. And this year was all about here's something to touch. Here's something to play with. Here's something, you know, uh, even in video games, like the arcade games are things that you, uh, uh, you know, throwing plates or um sitting on a hungry hungry hippo and mm-hmm. pumping the 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 lever on a giant hungry hungry hippo board but it's all stuff that is like physical and and touch based and really uh, highly interactive but what about um, grogu <laughs> and grogu oh my gosh so This is the Grogu from Garner Holt, who builds all the animatronics pretty much now for Disney. Mm -hmm. And uh, he showed it off at Comic-Con last year, and I got to see him in person. And I was told that the one they had on the floor was an entry-level model. It could be yours for only about a hundred thousand (laughs) dollars. But oh my God, as good as we were saying that the one that they have in Disneyland was this blows it out of the water Wow! because not only does he move his head and, and the, the the movement of his eye is so subtle. And when he looks at you, you really feel like he's looking at you. Um, But he moves his whole body. He moves his hands. he, I mean, he twists and turns around and you just feel like you could reach in there and pick him up and hug him. Absolutely. Uh, Garner halt has has done incredible work uh, with animatronics over the years, but nothing like that, that Grogu. Um, (laughs) absolutely. Um, so, uh, yeah, you know, it was really exciting to kind of have the buzz of, of IAPA back. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that just about <laughs> brings us oh, God. <laughs> to the really big story this week. Uh, but, you know, before before we talk about something that happened last night, uh, maybe it's time for us to hear a word <laughs> from our sponsor. The Attractions Podcast is brought to you by MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. Whether your next vacation is a magical trip to the theme parks, an exciting adventure to the pyramids of Egypt, or just a relaxing cruise on the turquoise waters of the Bahamas, MEI Travel provides premium service and expert advice to help you get the most of your vacation. They are always free of any hidden fees or costs to you. Visit them at mei-travel.com.
1: It's time for the main attraction
0: all right well if you hadn't guessed or maybe you weren't up last night uh scrolling social media and didn't hear the news bob Iger is back replacing bob chapek as ceo of the walt disney company effective immediately uh for the next two years And if you had this one on your Disney News bingo card, uh, you are more psychic than me. (laughs) Uh, This came across the news late last night. I know I was uh, settling in for the Elton John concert. Um, (laughs) Apparently, a lot of the Disney upper level executives, including possibly (laughs) Bob Chapek himself, were also getting ready for the Elton John concert when we found out that the board of the disney corporation had made bob uh, bob chapek an offer he couldn't refuse to uh immediately go find other employment um with a comfortable compensation package i am sure Mm -hmm. um but he's gone and his uh, meet meet the new boss same as the old boss, the old boss uh to quote the who um yeah uh and you know just i feel like last week i was reading an interview with bob iger saying i could never come back to disney that's absolutely ridiculous not that would be impossible and All well right. i guess impossible things happen it's magic
1: it is. Uh, this was a shocking for so many. I <sighs> never could have predicted, expected this. Um, it's exciting though because you know this is a tenth time. So I think I I'm most excited to see what happens first.
0: Yeah, that's it. I mean,
1: I'm just excited to see what happens.
0: So. If this is this is especially shocking because it was just a few months ago over the mm-hmm. summer where the board gave chapek a big old vote of confidence by extending his contract Three
1: uh, years.
0: Three. yeah and yeah. i'm sure that extension had a clause saying that uh if you break this you're going to owe me a ch- chunk of change um so you know Honestly, like this until this past summer, the stock price was high. The, you know, the, the, the board seemed very happy. The board it seemed like Chapek was doing the exact thing the boards wanted. Uh, Cutting expenses, um, you know, uh, maximizing profits. Um, And then we got a quarterly report uh, that wasn't so hot. Um, And, you know, it's the theme parks have been doing well the theme parks are bringing in the the money uh but the streaming business and the movie business uh is a lot less profitable than than it used to be uh that you can't keep growing disney plus uh subscribers uh at the same rate uh inevitably everyone who wants disney plus has got disney plus and it's got to level off right? right so uh the stock has taken a real hammering in in the last uh Uh, a couple months, Um, and, uh, you know, when it comes down to it, you know, I don't think, I don't think we can say that the board of directors made a decision like this because uh, they are unhappy with Splash Mountain being turned into Tiana, or they are unhappy with the cost of Genie Plus when they go to the parks themselves. This is all about stock price. The only thing that the board really cares about is stock price
1: a thousand percent um, like you know everyone's gonna think
0: that and this and is can,
1: as a reaction to our thoughts it's can you uh you d- do. does, i don't
0: i don't have a good stock app but to, to, do we know what disney stock is stock okay uh eric says stock price is up five percent oh. okay well that's substantial but actually not maybe as big a bounce as i i would have thought with such such huge news
1: um yeah
0: it's i i like i said i there, you know, there's been lots of complaints. I'm sure, you know, certainly among the fans, there are a lot of fans who are very vocal about blaming everything bad, uh, everything they perceive as bad at the parks, on Bob Chapek. Um, mm-hmm. The irony for me is that when Bob Iger was CEO and Chapek was in charge of the parks, we blamed everything bad at the parks on Chapek. Yeah. Then when Chapek was CEO and Josh Damaro was Ooh, head of the yes. parks, we blamed everything that was bad still on bob so i you know i've 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 heard some people saying oh well this will let josh really be himself now josh will will now be able to fix things like i i don't i don't i don't know if that's really
1: no i think the fans will never be happy they want someone (laughs) that they could love and you know they just didn't like
0: Alexander hamilton the, the fans will never be satisfied
1: right but also like you said this is not because of the fans. This is really just a money thing. So no, 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 no this is better yeah. to think that it is, you know, and, so and, and if
0: if anything, you know, the, the steps that, um, most of the steps that people really don't like changes that have been made in the parks in the last couple of years are things that were developed under Bob Iger in the first place. If, if you hate park reservations, Sorry, that that was that was that Iger. He was he was around mm-hmm. for that one. Um, I I will say there there are, there are a, a few ways in which you know I do think that there's reason to be optimistic. Um, one, just in terms of I you know the, the number one job of any CEO is not really to make decisions, but it's to communicate those decisions and present those decisions to the public and the employees yep. mm-hmm. and Chapek was never good at talking to, to human work. beings right. uh, that's Iger. you know he he's he's a tv guy he's a he's a weatherman he knows how to you know tell you a storm is coming but still make you feel okay um uh that's number one um number two is he does have a reputation at least among the people i i've talked to of Respecting creative people and listening to creative people, even if he doesn't always do what they want, at least he doesn't make them feel inferior um, or dismissed. Right. Um, and number three, if you are progressive in your politics, uh, there's there's no doubt that that Iger was a lot more um, concerned with like you know promoting uh, you know the the rights of LGBT. Q plus mm-hmm. cast members and, and other issues like that. Uh, whereas JPEC was just like, I'm going to stay quiet as long as I can until this all blows up.
1: Right. I mean, he was just like a textbook, like character in a movie businessman. <laughs> and to work with. A he company, needed
0: a monocle.
1: Right. Like a company with feelings and emotions and nostalgia. It just, you know, it didn't sit right. Yeah. With yeah. A lot of people, he felt yeah. like soulless at times. Um, so, who who knows
0: no. uh and, and honestly i mean when it comes down to like nuts and bolts i wouldn't expect a lot to change they're not right. going to roll back prices they're not going to say oh we're getting rid of individual lightning lanes or no yeah. it's we're, we're this stuff you know they might tweak it and fiddle with it but you're not going to see him suddenly reversing major changes
1: right i know i saw a lot of people like oh the vacation planning is gonna be so much easier i'm like Nothing's really going to change. It's never going to be easy to visit.
0: My favorite was people saying, oh, maybe they'll open Tron today now. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, no. (laughs) That's not not happening. Still got to wait for Tron. Yeah, yeah, so, uh, I, um, you know, for for those, first of all, for those people whose uh, livelihoods are directly affected uh, by this, um, I hope it is all positive for you. Um, I, you know, I, I, think the buzz I hear is that cast members, um, have had low morale lately yeah. mm-hmm. and, uh, at least initially this seems like, um, uh, something that could at least, you know, make them feel a little better, even if it isn't changing their day-to-day lives that at least, uh, it might change the vibe.
1: Agreed. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's, you know, the cast members are the magic for- You know, that's what Disney's Mm -hmm. bread and butter of their brand is. And, you know, you could definitely feel a shift in recent years. So if this thing makes some cosmetic changes, you know, that is great.
0: Yeah. Um, And uh, I, it just blows my mind that this happened like in the middle of the Elton John concert, (laughs) which honestly, I didn't even know that Elton John concert was happening until I got, an uh an email from Disney Plus saying, hey, this is live tonight. I feel like I don't know if they did a lot of promotion on that. They I didn't. It. It, it was
1: a last minute announcement.
0: Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh and uh speaking of last minute, yeah, the the rumor is that chapek was supposed to introduce that <laughs> from the stage and only found out that he lost his job like, I don't know, an hour or two before. So, uh, yes, <laughs> Bob Iger should have come out to say, <laughs> "I'm still standing." <laughs> yes, absolutely. I was a, by the way, uh, I don't know if they're if you had to watch it live or if they're still rebroadcasting on Disney plus, but Fantastic. that so was, oh my God, I was up till three in the morning because after I watched it, I just i I was I was buzzed. I couldn't uh I couldn't right. fall asleep.
1: No, yeah, I saw that tour a couple of years ago. It was the <sighs> best concert I've ever been to it's insane he, for all the older legends he his voice somehow got stronger
0: like <laughs> yeah well you know he was very clever and it's funny because you know i have i have most of that on vinyl and uh and i'm like ooh, now i can sing these parts because he's lowered all this in octave
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he does it in a way where it's still, yeah. You know, yeah
0: yeah uh seeing yeah seeing kiki dare come out and seeing the i i got i got teary it was it was adorable um yeah that was great all right well uh i i had a late night i need another cup of coffee uh i want to thank all of you for joining us i know this was a long one uh so thank you for sticking it out um before we go of course uh, we have to thank our sponsor again mei and mouse fan travel uh, and I want to remind you, please give us a review on Apple Podcasts and a rating on Spotify. If you want to find more coverage from us and Attractions Magazine on the interwebs, Carly, where can they find you?
1: Yes. Uh, so for now, on Twitter, I'm Carly Caramana. And that goes down. <laughs> um, and Instagram is Adventures by Carly. <sighs>
0: Well, yes, I at the moment, uh, you can still find me at the UG series on Twitter, uh, definitely at the unofficial guides on Instagram. And if you head over to the unofficialguides.com, very happy that uh, the unofficial guide to Universal Orlando 2023 shipping now. Uh, I've got a whole crate of them. If you'd like to come over to my house, I will give you a copy. Uh, and you can find the whole Attractions Magazine crew every day at attractionsmagazine.com. On Twitter at Attractions, at Attractions Magazine on Instagram, at youtube.com slash Attractions Magazine, and at Attractions on TikTok. Till next week, we hope you folks stay safe, try something new, but most importantly, have fun, and we will see you next time. Bye.